Hello everyone, it's episode 4 of the Front Page Podcast. Today we're a man down, it's Matt and myself. Hello Matt. Hello Ross, Corley is off uh, doing more important things, such as looking after his children, so um, we are without him, hopefully sure. just for today. We have another guest today. So, um, yeah. Bringing guests thick and fast. Yep, a Team Calbon member had a fight in us recently. Yes, last not. night, wasn't it? Um, just <laughs> yeah. last night, his fight was announced. So, it's heavyweight for Cage Warriors, Tom Aspinall. Uh, look forward to having him on. He is currently picking up his car from the garage, so he should make an appearance at some point. Yeah, hopefully within the next sort of five, ten minutes. Uh, he's just sent us a message, actually, if you want to check that, Ross. Oh, right, I'll check that out. Well, in and the meantime, on you go. On the, uh, on the subject of uh, Team Carbon, I think the most sort of pressing thing to mention in the last sort of 24 hours or so was the absolute size and unit status of Darren Till at the minute ahead of his uh, debut at 185 yeah it's going to be absolutely massive I'd be interested to see what he actually thought at um, what he weighed on faintly when he was at 170 because he was probably up definitely beyond 185 anyway yeah but I mean in those pictures he looks like 220 225 yeah he's huge Biceps are massive. That's yeah. what it stands out to Who would ever thought when he's going up to middleweight that he would have to <laughs> so much? <laughs> yeah. He's going to have to do a big cut just to make middleweight. He'll probably come in bigger than Gaston, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I now have uh, Tom Aspinall's Skype username, so let me just get him added. It's a mixture of numbers and letters, so it me like two hours to get us added, but when I do, I can get him in. So I know um, people have been talking about him, like um, maybe not having the size to go against some of the other middleweights. But I mean, he's six foot two, six foot three, isn't he? And you know, he's obviously got a big frame. I think he's looking like he could even take on light heavyweight at some time, at some point in his career. With the 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 size of him, I mean, he'd have to cut twenty pounds, I reckon, to make light heavy at the minute. Yeah, that was like. Uh overwhelming negativity when the fight was announced yeah I mean I always kind of thought that it was one of those fights where it's a huge risk because obviously Gasolin is is a skilled guy um, but with massive reward um, so you know I'm I'm, as long as he can he's worked on his defence a bit and keeps his chin down a little bit because you know he can leave himself a bit open I mean I've got no doubts he can knock Gasolin out it's just whether he can um you know, keep Gastelum from knocking him out, I suppose. Yeah, true. And um, if he can do that and he can win, he's got a win in Madison Square Garden and he's probably in the contention or the talk at least for being one of the next challenges for the middleweight belt. It looks like I'm going to be there to witness it as well, so quite quite exciting. Yes, uh, yes, we are. We'll try not to talk about that too much before, <laughs> otherwise, the, the green eyed monster might take over. <laughs> we have a front page MMA uh, MSG correspondent yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I expect live reporting yeah, I'm gonna uh, try otherwise you will be uh, you know you might get sucked I'll just weasel my way into the press but I've got a suit on just kind of hide behind people <laughs> <laughs> so on a slightly less uh, on a slightly less glamorous um, subject um, we may also be at Cage Warriors Liverpool at the end of the month very true. Um, hopefully, waiting on um, sort of response from Cage Warriors themselves, but hopefully we'll be in the press part for 
the Cage Warriors in Liverpool. That would be and, an experience. Uh, where hopefully, or well, well, announced yesterday, Tom Aspinall will be fighting um, in Liverpool. Ben Hamuda, am I pronouncing that right? Ben Hamoud, I think, is it Ben Hamuda? Yep. Um, he says, uh, well, 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 he said he's ready, so so we get him in and we can ask him about it instead. Yeah, we'll get him in. I'll add him to the chat now. Yeah, right, where are we? Tell him we're live. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh yeah, me as well. I forgot to give him the load in as well, that it was just uh, audio and not camera. Because when, oh, yeah. uh, when Cal first joined and his face was there, it's quite awkward because none of us were there. <laughs> he didn't seem to put him off though, did he? Nah. To be fair. Well, well, I'm just getting this sorted. The other kind of big story from today or yesterday, whenever it came out, is that Gutterson wants to come back and fight Rockhold. Yeah, yeah. Not the best call out. I mean, it doesn't fill you with excitement, does it? Not one bit. I mean... I think Gustafsson could still beat Blakovic in my opinion and Blakovic just he basically won that fight from start to finish in my opinion yeah against Rockhold so I don't know it seems like he's coming back for an easy fight against a big name yeah I think it's it's one of those um, he's kind of I don't know how quick is it you leave your gloves in the octagon you make this big statement of you know, showing people that you're, you're done and you're leaving your gloves behind and, that, and that's that. And he's been basically talking about coming back ever since he did it, so... Yeah, I mean, if he, if he was to come back, that has to be the smallest turnaround from retirement to the return, surely. Yeah. And if he does get, you know, if he does get rock old, then I'm sure it'll be a, a fight on a decent card. It probably won't be a pay-per-view card, maybe unless it's, you know, lower down on, on the card. Um, but, you know... Fair enough, why not? Come and get a bit more money. Retire again. Yeah, people like him. Um, people like to hate Rockhold. Yeah, I, mean, I can still so, see um, Gutterson dominating Rockhold, even worse than Blackovich like, did. Yeah, as long as he's been in the gym at least, I suppose. I'm sure uh, he has been. Yeah, he's been. Back. So, yeah, I mean, Rockhold is... Um, he doesn't seem to be able to take a shot anymore, so... I'm sure yeah. that Gustafsson will uh, will land at least a few good ones on him. So, yeah, and you're probably right. He probably beat Blackovitz, and you know, wonder if he sees the light like anyway, division is a bit thin, and maybe he still thinks he's got a shot at getting another title fight down the line. I can't blame Gustafsson for um, retiring though, because when he looks at the division, he's got John Jones there, who's beat him twice. I mean, he's going to be one of those guys who hovers around kind of one, two, three in the rankings, but he just can't get the title. So yeah. at that point, what are you taking the damage for? Like, yeah, that's true. You've got family to think about as well, and you know, I guess he's um, it's an itch though, isn't it? I guess he's he wants to try and scratch it before he before he goes. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been the guy. But I mean, obviously DC's lost to uh, lost to Jones, um, and obviously now to to Steve as well. But he's um, probably that one guy who before previously was the one who was closest to. To sort of get in both of them. True. Yeah, he gave them both hardest feats. Yeah. So he's probably got a bit of you know what if left in his uh, in his mind. Um, but he's older than Jones, and Jones isn't going away anytime soon. And I don't see him beating Jones now. I think Jones has got him in the head, to be honest. Mm. And well, we'll see. 
Hopefully, mm. it, it, you know, if, if, he, if he's coming back, I want him to, to come back. I don't want it to just be that, oh, I, I miss it. I want to come back for a fight. You'll come you know, back to Ashley State again. He has to come back, you know. Yeah. I so, hope, anyway. We have one new that Tom Espinel's on standby, so I'll just I'll get him added into the call and get Thank this kind of interview underway. I'm looking forward to hearing about uh, the, the Fury business. Uh, big yeah. So, can you see his username on your screen right now? Hold on. Uh, do, do, do. Hello. Um, I can, yeah, I can. Hello, Tom. Hi, Tom. Am I doing the right thing? Are we all good? Yeah, I think we are good, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, a Skype, I'm a Skype virgin, so I don't know what's going on with it. I'll pop in that cherry right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine was popping up that long ago, so we're, we're in similar boats. doesn't take too long to, uh, to get used to it. Um... But yeah. So, how are you doing? Are you there? Have we lost him? <laughs> this is what Skype virginity does. Yeah, Skype virgin- the, the troubled waters of Skype virginity. I'll check my Instagram, see if he's got if he's said anything. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not talking to no scouser. What? Probably uh, heard a scouse accent and off he's gone. Oh, yeah, so I'm just going to tell him, it seems like he's muted. Can you hear us? Just like him on an Xbox Live party from back in the day. I can hear you, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> the hassle. Uh, I'm, I'm so kind of sniffy right now. I hope it's not going to make. I'm so ill. What's wrong with you? Just a flu kind of thing. Pretty much, yeah. But when you're diabetic, the common cold is just horrible. Yeah, he can still hear us. Maybe we should um, hang up on him and then oh, yeah, we'll get him back in. Tom Aspinall has left the party. Yeah, he's gone. Let's set, give him another call and then... Uh... <laughs> oh, he's busy to join. Here he is. He, is. Are you there, Tom? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah, can hear you. Yeah, no, yeah. Happy days. Happy days, right. I'm good. I don't How know are you what. doing? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks to you. Yeah, good, thank you. How's your car? <laughs> no, I've, still, I've still not picked the fucker up yet. I've, uh, <laughs> I've got a, I was supposed to pick it up at R5, which is good, because I thought you had to record me, you see, so I can just go on the phone. It's no uh, it's no big deal now, is it? I can just I can just drive and talk. I thought yeah, you had no to problem. record. Right, yeah, we're, days... we're, not, we're not quite ready to get our mugs out on the uh, on the podcast videos yet, so... <laughs> Is that then? I don't know. I'm sure we will soon. I think Ross is hankering for it, so uh, we'll uh, see. Yeah. If we, it's the other. It's the third guy, the one who's not here today. He's uh, he doesn't particularly fancy it, but you know, one day we'll uh, force him. <laughs> on YouTube, these. Yeah, they will yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it looks better with the video then, if you're going to record. Like yeah, Ross does some Ross does some magic with uh, photos and. Editing and stuff. So. All oh, right, right, okay. So you I think can ma- magic, magic, quite generous, but uh, I do, <laughs> I do stuff. Do. <laughs> uh, yeah. they, they do Spotify as well. So. Yeah, Spotify. Hopefully, it'll be on iTunes eventually, but they're taking forever to uh, to approve it. So we'll start off, I guess, with the big, big news from last night that you are you have a fight in Cage Warriors Liverpool at the end of the month. Yeah, I've known about the fight for a bit. Um, it's just that my opponent has only just been confirmed um, this week. Um, no, last week. I, I knew about it from last week, but it's only just been confirmed this week. So, yeah. 
Happy days. So hopefully uh, ending in a slightly different way to your last Cage Fighters, Cage Warriors fight. Um, well, which, uh, you got the win, which is obviously great, but uh, not so good for your opponent. Well, I'd hope it'd be different. If that happens again, I'm pretty unlucky, aren't I? Um, <laughs> well, you're just good at checking kicks. You would, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But you don't want that to happen. That's No, no. Is he, how is he? Have you uh, have you spoken to him since? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow him on Instagram and stuff. Um, he seems to be back training from what I can see, but obviously I don't, I don't ask him like what he's doing or anything, but he seems to be moving around on it and stuff, but I wouldn't feel good with it. Oh, no way. I don't I know. I remember watching it at the time. I was just, it's just a horrible situation, isn't it? Yeah, mate, it's rough. Um, and you put a video of him on uh, Instagram of him, like, kicking the bag and stuff. Yeah. And I was just, like, cringing watching it, do you know what I mean? I was just like, <laughs> God. So what's that like at the time when you look down and you see what's happened? What are you, th- what are you uh, thinking at that point? I just felt sick, to be honest. It's just yeah. it's not nice. It's not nice. There's nothing good about it. Um, no, I can't believe you. So hopefully, uh, with this one, there's it's a bit more. About it. yeah, well, well, yeah, well, I guess that's the that's the main thing. People's fighters' safety is the is the big thing at the end of the day, isn't it? And we want to make sure everyone leaves the cage, you know, cuts and bruises maybe, but you know, no more than that really. So, but you want to work them for ten seconds and then be all right. Do you know what I mean? Just well, that's it. Yeah. So the ref to stop it and then that's it. But you don't want some like ongoing injury like that it's going to be months and months or even years until it's alright it's the last thing you want yeah so it was a it wasn't nice to watch so you got another um, another stand up fighter you say he's a Muay Thai specialist yeah I think he's only had um, from what I'm aware of it's hard to tell with them French records because obviously MMA is still illegal in France so yeah uh, I think they have a few fights and like they're not they don't go on the pro MMA record and Anyway, I've heard he's like 4-0 or 5-0 in MMA, but he's had like 20 or 30 Thai boxing fights, so that's all I know of him, basically. I've seen one video. Uh, so how are you going to how are you gonna approach it? Because I know, obviously, you've got um, good jiu-jitsu skills, and you know, are you going to try and take him down with his, uh, with all of his game being kind of stand-up? Or? Um, I don't know. Maybe he does have a game on the ground. I don't know. I've not seen him. not seen him there. Uh, there's very limited footage of him uh, on YouTube and stuff, so I don't yeah. know. I'll just I'll just go in and feel that out and see see how I feel and see what happens. Really, I don't really. I just I just try and do what I do, to be honest, and uh, yeah. just react just react as opposed to going in and think uh, what I'm going to do too much before I'm just going and and just react to what they're doing. So just see how see how it goes. Yeah, you kind of get the impression from your Instagram. You kind of, you kind of like that just because you kind of, you've always got this hashtag like anything can happen at heavyweight. You kind of know that, you know, at any one time, you know, the fight can be done in a second, can't it? So. Yeah, I think you got to be realistic, especially at my weight. It's like, you got to be really confident. I think to be a, to be an MMA fighter, confidence is one of the most important things that that you can have, as well as skills and all that, the rest of it. But. Um, what else you got to be, and what not a lot of MMA fighters are, is realistic. And you've got to be realistic to the fact that at any time they can hit you, and you can go unconscious. You've got to be realistic, so you can't be surprised if that happens. See, that's yeah. where a lot of people go wrong. I think is they'll take one or two losses, and and they'll be finished because their egos they've never mentally prepared themselves for it. You know what I mean? You've got to, like I say, anything can happen at heavyweight. You can get hit with one and go over, even if you're a lot better than your opponent. You know what I mean? 
just takes one. So you've got to be. Uh, yeah, there's always a puncher's chance, isn't there? Any, anything can happen at any weight, at any weight, but especially with heavyweights. So you've got to be uh, got to be ready for anything, really. So if we take it um, take it back a little bit um, to you starting off your MMA career. Um, I think your first pro fight was at the end of 2014. So how did you get into MMA and how did you sort of become a pro? Um, well, I've always done... My, dad, my dad's like a jiu-jitsu coach, so I've always done jiu-jitsu. And then I've just done a bit of everything growing up, you know what I mean? A bit of boxing, a bit of Thai, a uh, bit of wrestling. Bit of jiu-jitsu, just like competed at everything and enjoyed it. And then when I got old enough, I just thought, I want to just put it all together. Do you know what I mean? It was like a natural progression. So I had like um, nine amateur fights, one or more. Uh, I would have liked to have more, to be honest. I would have liked to have done, done 20 amateur fights, but there just wasn't enough opponents around at every weight at the time. So, yeah, I had nine amateur fights and then turned pro. In, when was it? 2014, do you say? Your first one was December 2014, I think. Your first pro fight. If uh, Tapology has got you right. Yeah, make up um, my, uh, my, uh, my research, a lot of it comes from, from Tapology. So, yeah. So you almost strikes after 20 seconds. That's probably why you don't remember it. Is he gone again? I've lost him again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll kick him out this time and add him back to try and minimise this space. Hello. 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 <laughs> I don't know what's happened. I didn't even press anything. I know, that's cool. That's cool. Well, uh, well what's going on? So, did you hear? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, what I was saying was just uh, I don't know what I was up to with it, but I was basically just saying that I remember the fight. I just don't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I guess, a big debut. I mean, it lasted hardly any time. I'm sure it's one of your best memories. Your first three fights were only sort of a minute in total. Yeah, that's why I lost the uh, the fourth one, because I had no experience and I was fighting with this guy. So, yeah, I just thought, when I lost that fight, I just thought I was going to run through everyone. Do you know what I mean? And I had no experience fighting someone who was really experienced. Yeah, you had like an overconfidence came in. Has he gone again? <laughs> This is fantastic. Hello? Hello. Hello. I don't know what's going on because I'm not pressing anything. Honestly, I've just got the phone to me. <laughs> Must have uh, bad, bad signal where you are or something. Oh, I don't know if this is happening, but I do it quite a lot if I'm on the phone. My ear can sometimes press the mute button. I don't know. If, is that happening now? I've got you on speaker now, so hopefully I won't do it. <laughs> on speaker. Um, I don't know. Where was it up to when it got off? Are you talking about the experience of, um, it was Austin, yeah. I think, who beat you there? Yeah, that's just when I learned how important experience really is, you know what I mean? When you've got three fights and fighting someone who had about 15 fights at the time and they've seen and done everything. It doesn't yeah. matter what your skills are. You know, if you've got similar skills, the experienced guy's going to win most of the time. So that's why, uh, that, that's why I think it's important now to get as many fights as I can before I step mm-hmm. up in levels. So is that your your goal in the end? Then obviously, Cage Warrior is a, a fantastic promotion, and hopefully you'll uh, you'll get the belt in the heavyweight belt in that uh, promotion. Uh, but where do you see yourself in the, in the future? Uh, my plan is I want to win the Cage Warriors title, then I want to get signed by the UFC, and then I want to win the UFC title, and then I want to retire. That's my plan. But <laughs> in a, a slow version, of that I don't, I'm not in any rush. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight for the Cage Warriors title next. I'm not bothered about it. I just want to get as my career at the moment is just about for me just getting as much experience as I can. That's what I want. Is it just fighting more regular and getting more experience inside there because I've not got much. Oh, how many wins do you feel that you are away from a title shot potentially in Cage Warriors? How many wins do you think I am away? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not something I've really thought about, to be honest. I know they've, they've got a pretty shallow heavyweight division, but um, it's not something that I've really got my eyes on at the moment, is uh, winning a heavyweight title. Maybe I'll have a couple more and I'll want to I'll fight for it, but as it stands at the moment, I, I'm not in a rush to uh, to fight for a title. Kind of each day as it comes, each fight as it comes kind of attitude is probably the best one. I mean, if you get too ahead of yourself, kind of lose sight of where you are now. Well, like yes. I say, I, I already did that early on, and I learned from that. And um, also, I think a lot of a lot of UK fighters do it wrong, in my opinion. Is they they go like uh, they get like say decent record of like six and one, seven and one, eight and two, something like that, and they get in the UFC and lose a couple, and then the career's over. I don't want to do that. I want to go in. I want to. I, I just want to like be experienced enough and ready enough to go for the title like pretty much after a few fights that's what I want to do I don't want to be in there win a couple lose a couple and then get kicked out that's not what I want to do I want to get in there stay there make a big scene and then then get off often often the smoke yeah so, pretty much yeah I don't want to be fighting in the 40s I'm not doing that <laughs> yeah, you've still got time on your side anyway that's for sure yeah I've only just turned 26 I've got another 10 years then I'm done if we, had, um, we were talking to, to Juan Adams, already a UFC heavyweight and with a couple of defeats on his record, um, but he was saying as well, if he's still fighting at 40, then, then he's done something wrong. Kind of have yeah. that same attitude. I don't know. It, it would be hard to get out of it, do you know what I mean? Because like I said a minute ago, I've been training for, I've been involved in martial arts my whole life, basically. But yeah. um, So it would be hard. It, it's a, I think the main thing about fighting for me is like, it gets me life in order. I know that sounds stupid, but it gets me like routine going. It keeps me like healthy and stuff like that. It's not just getting in there and having a fight. So it would be hard to see when I've not got a fight box. I find it hard to like train hard and diet a little bit and look after myself as well as I would when I've not got a fight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Would you um, would you consider like coaching being a, a corner man in the uh, in the future? Um, I already I do a bit of coaching now. I teach a little bit of jujitsu and stuff, but. Um, I've done a couple of corners in the past. I don't think I'm great in the corner, to be honest. I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> Maybe it's something that I can work on. I don't know. Maybe with experience, I'll get better. But I, it's something that I'm always going to be involved in. Yeah. It's just something yeah. I was thinking, you know, you, you, instead of your own fights, you can have, like, your charges fights being the ones that, that sort of kept you focused. You know People are difficult to deal with, though, aren't they? It seems like a lot of stress, that. I don't know. Oh, but, yeah. People are difficult to deal with. Try and uh, interact with them as uh, as little as possible. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> <fair>. <laughs> so you had a little bit of a a break from yeah. LA, um to go and uh, try your hand at boxing. You obviously got a good win on your your record as well. There, another first round knockout. Um, so why? What made you leave MMA to to try and have a go at, at boxing? There's not much about it really. I, I enjoy boxing. I liked it, but. Uh, boxing is not what I thought it was, to be honest. No, not what I thought it would be, anyway. I mean, boxing is just boxing, but I mean, the the, the professional side of boxing is a bit odd. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just like it's all set up boxing. It's all set up. Do you know what I mean? So you're a bit sort of 
disenchanted with it when you when you got into it? No, I, I enjoyed boxing. I really liked it, and I was with a a really good team and everything. But it's just not something that I could have seen myself doing. Like I say, I've got about ten years left, I think, give or take, and it's not something that I could see myself doing for another ten years. It's like um. I don't know. It's just I just found it kind of boring to be honest. After it's just like punching every day. Like when this when I've worked on so many other stuff for over the years, I just found it a little bit boring. Losing variety. Yeah, a little bit. It's just I just couldn't imagine just punching for another ten years. It's got to be something else. <laughs> so we'll what do like you mean? Uh, what, what do you mean you said it felt set up? Is it the whole kind of side of like the politics, the boxing? There's so much politics involved. Was that kind of off putting? Put it this way, they, they nearly didn't give me my licence. For what because, reason? Because I'm an MMA fighter. They <laughs> the, 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 only, the only people who have gone down like the amateur route of boxing and uh, like done it that way, do you know what I mean? They, they want people straight from the amateurs uh, turning over to boxing and, and doing it that way. They, they, like, they sent two different guys on two different occasions to come down and watch me spar to see if I could defend myself all right. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, mate... It was ridiculous. I had to go on three board meters in Bradford, which is like miles away from where I live. Um, like I said, they sent, they sent two guys down to watch me spar, and it's like, mate, just YouTube me. Like, it'll yeah. say, it'll save two people coming down. Just YouTube me, and you can see that I can defend myself when punches are coming at me. It does like, seem like they thought, of... No, it was just, it was just very odd. It's like a closed shop box, and it's just dead clicky and that. Yeah, I was gonna say, it seems like the kind of boxing as a whole, doesn't seem to like yeah. any very much. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I went to this board meeting, right, and there was like a lot of old fellas there with suits on and that, like old, like yeah. proper fossils, <laughs> like in the se- in the seventies and that. And uh, so they, they sat me down and that, and they said, "Well, what is it you do then?" I said, "I do, I do have a mate." I said, oh, "How many fights do you have?" I said, "I, I don't know how many I had at the time." I said, "Altogether, I've had about fifteen or whatever it was." And they said, uh, well, what is it, that MMA then? Is it like, <laughs> kick, is it like kickboxing? And I was like, uh, well, have you seen the UFC? And they were all like, no. <laughs> None of them have even seen the UFC. It's really odd. They don't know what I'm missing, really, do There's a lot of misunderstanding about the sport, isn't there? I think people um, see it. I mean, it's changing, obviously, a lot. So it's changing a lot. But sort of five years ago, even, people were... You know, it's a bit, people who didn't understand it thought it was extremely barbaric and a bit brutal. And obviously, as we can tell, yeah. it's not even legal in France yet. You know, and, they, and they've had, they've got one of the best kickboxing pedigrees in, in the world, but they don't, you know, MMA still not legal. It is strange. Mm. Over in France, especially, it's kind of weird because I thought this is the second French guy I fought. And I'm watching like French shows and stuff and it, like it's illegal, but they still have fights there. They'll have like fights in a ring, and they'll make it like four minute rounds rather than three. But it's not classed as a pro MMA fight, even though it is. Do you know what I mean? They try and like it's a fight, but it's not a fight. If that like makes a, sense, like a loophole. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, it's like a loop. It's like an exhibition fight, but it's a it's a real fight. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's like some kind of loophole they found. Well, they've got so many, haven't they? They've got like that. Um... Duquesnoy, who was on one of your cards that you fought on. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you've got Cyril Gan and Um They've had loads of MMA fighters, and kind of, even though it's not legal in that country. Yeah. And also that Cyril Gan, that new prospect, he looks pretty scary. 
reference friends. Who was it? Who was it? He fought again. He won like a first round submission. I'm sure not long ago. It's like um, Ganu's like protege. Is he, uh, is he like the mixed race fella? Yes. Yeah. 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 He's got he's got better um, ground skills than I thought he would have. To be honest, the size of him, he's absolutely huge. He's like uh, like in Ganu, but with uh, with jujitsu. <laughs> oh, yeah. He looks like Jiu-Jitsu anyway. Good Kimura or whatever he got in with the room, but it was decent, I remember that. Um, so obviously... It didn't take him long either. Nah. I was going to ask quickly, because I can't, I can't help but ask, but obviously your teammate, Darren Till, has a, a pretty big fight coming up in MSG. What's the kind of atmosphere in the gym right now? Surrounding uh, it's just the same as ever, really. Just having yeah. a fight? Same as ever, yeah. David so, Spencer, I was just isn't he? So he's down to earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, I know it's a big fight and stuff, but at the end of the day, he's not the only person who's got fights coming up. Everyone, yeah. there's about 10 other people with a fight coming up, so. Um, it's just, at, at this point, I mean, obviously, it's, it's not quite a while, isn't it, till this fight? It's just another, it's just another fighter who's got a fight, really. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I do, I mean, obviously, he's, um, it's fair to say, I think the most well known. Um, at the moment from Carbon. Um, but I get the impression that every fighter in the gym, like from watching videos of the coaches and all that, every fighter is just treated the same as a fighter. And everybody puts the work in to help everybody else. Pretty and much, yeah. And he's no different. You know. Pretty much, that's, uh, that's the way it goes, yeah. You're right. It's more just the fact that he's gonna he's moving up to new weight class and stuff and like looking to bounce back from like two losses. I don't know if there's maybe like extra like motivation there, if there's something kinda of different going on with this kinda of new situation. I just I mean, kinda... working hard. He's working hard, but he, he always works hard. You know what I mean? He looks not... like he looks like a monster at the minute. Yeah, he looks huge. Yeah. He's in good shape. He's in good shape. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed he gets uh scouts as a win. And uh yeah. So how back to your um sorry to jump around in the, the future and, and the past and stuff, but how did it come about that you got the opportunity to train um, with the Furies? Uh basically, uh, Peter Fury was Tyson Tyson Fury's uncle. He's like uh, a friend of my dad's. Like a family friend. Oh really? He needed some sparring at the time. I needed some sparring also, and uh, just started going down doing uh, quite a bit of boxing sparring, and I just said, oh, why don't you give it a go for a bit? So I said, all right, we'll do. Uh, at the time, in MMA, I, I was getting a lot of pull-ups, like I was struggling to get matched and stuff, so I said, oh, why don't you switch over to boxing, and I'll go with that, so I did. That's how it Helps to know people, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so, the, the heavyweight scene in boxing and MMA is pretty small anyway, so... It's quite easy to do stuff like that if you know people. Yeah. I think um, we are losing you a little bit. I don't know if it's the speakerphone, possibly. You're losing me a little bit? Yeah, yeah, that's better. So. It's, it's more kind of like fading in and out. I don't know if it's because you're driving, but it kind of goes a little bit later. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got to be in this, uh, this garage before six, so I'm, uh, uh, I'm on my way. I'm on my yeah, way. No worries, yeah. Um, so, um, obviously, at the time... Um, Tyson especially was getting a bit of a, a shitty time from the press. Um, I think it's sort of leading up to that Klitschko fight where he was a bit misunderstood, I think, and maybe said some things he, he shouldn't have done in the in 
in interviews and stuff. But what was he like um, to be around? Well, do you know the way he comes across right now in the media and everyone loves him and stuff? Yeah. That, that's the way I've always seen him. He's always been like that. But at the time, he, like you say, he had some like weird persona going on with the media. But uh, since since I first met him, he's always just been really nice to me. I, I, can't, I literally can't say a bad word about him. He's always been uh, just like he's right now, just just funny. He's just a funny guy. It's hard to um, it's hard to see him now and think that you know that it's an act. If you know what I mean? Like he he does come across like quite genuinely. He's, yeah. And obviously the things he's been through are obviously going to affect how he comes across now. The thing is with him is at the time he didn't really like have a filter. So he, he was saying stuff that would be funny like in the gym with your mates. But yeah. then he'd take that on like a BBC interview. And then people would <laughs> take it the wrong way, do you know what I mean? So I think that, yeah. I think, and that obviously people didn't like him anyway. So he was, uh, he, he was getting a lot of hate for it, weren't he, at the time? Yeah, he's turned stuff around a lot, hasn't he? He's, uh, obviously, yeah. he's, you know, and now everyone can't wait to, to love him, which is, yeah, which is a hell of a turnaround. Of course, well deserved though. Well deserved, in my opinion. Well, it's hard to say he isn't the best heavyweight boxer in the world at the minute, isn't it? To be fair, skills-wise, and he definitely is. He definitely is. I mean, obviously, you got Wilder. Um, the thing is, Tyson's miles better than him, but Wilder's got that thing where if he whacks you, that's it. So he could always get knocked out of Wilder, but most of the time, he's going to win. Do you know what I mean? Well, I I struggle to think that Wilder could hit him harder than he hit him in that eleventh round in the uh, in, yeah, the, in that, the fight, and then he got up and outboxed him for the rest of the round. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty full on. That that was a uh, good that was good stuff. Yeah, you look at Tyson Fury. I think he's quite by quite a far distance, the most technically sound heavyweight boxer there is right now. Yeah, he's really good. He's really really good, especially when you see him in person, like up close. He yeah, really did that. Yeah. You really do see them like how good he really is. I know you can't uh, be be too sort of uh, judgmental before a fight comes along, but he's not going to have any trouble against this guy, is he? Otto Valine, whatever he's called, um, that he's got to fight before it comes to my next year. To be honest, I've never seen him, so I don't yeah. know. It's one of those. Uh, I mean, it's uh, he's obviously got some punching power, some skills. You don't get to sort of sixteen and zero in the pros without. Without being a good boxer, but you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's a good fight at least. And obviously, we always back the Brits, so yeah. we'll have a Fury win. Yeah, it's, hopefully. It's not too relevant to the current subject. It's to do with boxing, but how did you both feel about um, Anthony Joshua claiming that Ruiz hit him with a lucky punch from the gods? It was an interesting quote that one. Um, I think um, if you, if the lucky punches are numbering towards five or six. <laughs> then maybe it's not entirely from the gods. And he was getting it a lot before that as well. So yeah, I don't know. I think I, I have money on Ruiz. I thought he was good beforehand, um, and I think he'll beat him again. I think Ruiz will do him again, definitely. Yeah, I think his, his skills are underrated, aren't they? I guess because you know they see you know they see him as the fat guy. If you know what I mean, it's kind of they don't respect his athletic ability because of how he looks. He's so quick. He's so so quick. Yeah. So it'll be a good one anyway. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um, so you came back into MMA after your little uh, foray into boxing, and um, it was a long time outside the cage. 
How did the uh, opportunity with Cage Warriors come about? Um, well, I was supposed to come back a lot sooner, to be honest. I was supposed to come back like the year before, but I told my bike and I had to have surgery on it. So I had like a year after that, basically. Um, and then the opportunity with Cage Warriors was I just went in one day into the gym. The coach just said, got to fight for you on Cage Warriors. And I just said, okay. And that was it. <laughs> Difficult negotiations. What did you say, Ross? Sorry, No, I just said difficult negotiations then. Well, that's usually what. To be honest, well, my dad, my dad is my coach as well, and Colin Carwan is my coach as well. So they just just discuss it between themselves. You know what I mean? And sort the fact that way, and then they just basically tell me what I'm doing, and I just say, okay, that's how it works. You know, if you you know if it's if if it's your dad, you know you've got he's got your best interests at heart as well, so. Yeah, you know, definitely. Make the same sort of decisions as you would, except obviously he's got maybe a lot more experience. No, you're right. 100%. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not sure how much time I have left. I know you need to go to the garage, uh, Tom. I know Matt has to go to training. So there's one yeah. question I want to make sure I don't forget to ask because Come I on. forgot to ask Eric Anders. And we're making it quite a tradition. Uh, we had Cal Eleanor tell us about having to borrow some random guy's bath in South Africa. We had one Adams sitting in the fetal position in the bath. So I want to ask you: Have you had? Have you, do you have any like funny or interesting weight cutting stories that you can tell? Weight cutting stories? Yep. I don't cut weight. Don't cut any weight. No, I don't cut any weight. Well, I suppose we're asking asking a heavyweight the wrong question. In that. Well, have you have you witnessed have you witnessed a weight cutting uh, interesting uh, weight cutting situation? Preferably you know, a nightmare. Definitely witnessed some uh, interesting weight cutting situations, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you one, I don't think you'll appreciate that much if you listen to it, but I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, my mate, Mike, Mike Grundy. Yes, yeah. He, uh, we were all fighting on a Bama card years ago. Um, and it, I think it was his, because he used to fight a lightweight, I think it was his first time to feather. And uh, when, so we weighed in and stuff, like I say, I wasn't even cutting weight, so I was sweet. But uh, I think it was Mike's first time, and then first time going to Feather anyway. So then we went to this restaurant, just me, him, and his dad. And uh, we <laughs> we got like a, a soup starter or something, and then like a main. Can't remember, I can't even remember what the main was. But yeah, we got this soup starter, and then so Mike has the soup starter, and he just drank it, and he just said, oh, "I'm feeling a bit full." <laughs> so what's going on? He said, I think I've just had it too quick. He said, I think I should have got, like, slowed it down a little bit. So, uh, I said, all right. And then he said, I'll, I'll get a bit tired, actually. I said, all right. And he, he, he was in this pretty fancy restaurant. And it, we, we had, like, trackies on and that. Do you know what I mean? We'd just been to a weigh-in, and it was pretty fancy. And I think it was Bourbon. No, it was Wolverhampton, it was. And then uh, he said, I'm just going to put my head on the table a minute. <laughs> he, put, he put his head on the table. Next minute, he's just like snoring and dribbling all over the table, like with trackies on, like on a on like a Friday night or something. It was busy. <laughs> that that was a bit mad. But yeah, I've seen the old person collapse on that cutting weight. I'm just glad I don't have to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it can be quite scary. I can imagine for certain people anyway. Yeah, yeah some of the weight that some people have to to get through. I don't know. I I'm not. I mean, it's easy for me to say because I don't have to do it, but I'm not convinced on weight cutting. To be honest with you. I just think, like, what's the difference in weights most of the time? It's, like, between five and seven kilo, is it, or something like that, between the weights? Yeah, yeah. If someone's five kilo heavier than you, and you can't beat them, you mustn't be that good. 
Do you know what I mean? Just go go up away if you're struggling that much. Yeah, I see. I I, I tend to agree that. You know, I don't know if the process of how they do it is is perfect, and I don't even know exactly what they do because it's behind closed doors a lot of it. But the way that you want championship force you to come in at a certain level of hydration, so you don't, you know, it's not necessarily just for the health of the fighter, but also to make people fight it closer to to the weight that they should be. Definitely, if you know what I mean. I mean so it's I been nailed on. Like I said that about Mike, but like yeah. Mike, he's got, he's got it like perfect. He's not even struggling or anything. It's completely different to the way he was then. Like I say, this was a, a few years ago, and now I've seen him cut weight like, uh, not recently, but you know, in the last year or two, and he, he had it like no issues. Yeah, well, he was supposed to be fighting last weekend, wasn't he? I was going to ask that. What happened to that fight? Cause I didn't even notice it was cancelled. I, I just realised there. I was like, I thought Mike Andrew was fighting. <laughs> yeah, he's injured. Fifth of injury. Yeah, I totally yeah. missed that. Then, I think the yeah, other then Evelev's second opponent also. Pulled out as well. So. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, so he didn't fight him, did he? Not? He didn't fight? No, he didn't fight in the end, oh, no. no. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. But you've got, that's what, another name. I mean, you've surrounded yourself with some pretty. Uh, I mean, obviously, Grundy's a top class wrestler, and you've got. You know, Colin's an amazing coach, and your dad's a jiu jitsu guy, and you've got other members of, of Carbon Jim who are you know, top class as well. You've surrounded yourself with some pretty great people. Yeah. I like to. Uh... I mean, that's how you get good at it, hopefully. I hope so, anyway. I hope so. I've been wasting my time. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. we'll, uh, we'll see you with uh, some belts wrapped around your waist in the future, anyway. No, definitely, you definitely will. Yeah, you're right. One kind of quick question before we kind of wrap things up what? is, um, uh, what was it? <laughs> I had a complete mind blank. Oh, yeah. Right, so how have you kind of, has anything kind of changed with the kind of overall popularity kind of low I don't know what it's like in Liverpool but the the main kind of Calbon members such as yourself and like do you get recognised more around Liverpool now that kind of Darren Hill's kind of found this level of stardom is how's um, things for Calbon in general to be honest I don't I, I don't spend any time in Liverpool the only time that I spend there is training I just drive to Liverpool train and then go home I don't like go anywhere so it's hard to tell like you get recognised a bit near where I'm from but not not regular do you know what I mean especially near me it's like not very well recognised, are they? Yeah. Well, I could I could answer that one since I do live in Liverpool. Yeah. And the um, the fact, obviously we've always had a lot of uh, boxes and you know, it was always been kind of a fighting town, um, as well as the football teams. And basically, if you go, if Mo Salah was walking down Bowl Street, for example, people would leave him alone. So I don't know if people would necessarily know that they're getting recognised. Right, yeah, I get you. I get so you. much, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't think that people would, I don't know, I might fangirl if I see someone walking down the road, but I think most people get um, get left alone. Yeah, it's quite similar in Glasgow, it's kind of, you don't want to pester anyone, you don't want to just be a pain, so you'll leave them be. We're, we're too cool for that, aren't we? That's <laughs> Basically. Just, uh, yeah. Right, boys, I've got to go anyway because the garage is literally closing now and the fella's coming out to get me, so... Oh, no problem. I apologise. Well with you, well, well with your car, and uh, right. good luck in your okay. fight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's quite good. That was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you're going to have to run there as well for your training, so we can wrap things up quickly. So. Yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of minutes. Yeah. A couple of minutes? Uh, well, you know, we, we tend to get off on tangents it's probably, probably <laughs> best we just wrap it up to be honest yeah I'll go and get my gear on then 
Yeah, uh, we can do a live key. I don't want to. I don't want you to hear the sounds of me trying to get into my rush guard. <laughs> Quite interesting, I can imagine. Oh, cheers! I know we might do this again soon. Uh, next guest, we kind of ran through the kind of immediate list we had. Next guest, potentially Jason Knight. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, we've got a few sort of fingers in some pies, so hopefully we can sort yeah. something out in the next week or so. Wait till back from Ross Houston as well. So there's a couple kind of things on the go. So we'll see what happens next. And uh, thanks again for, to Tom Aspinall for coming on. Um, great guest. Um, some good stories and some good insight into how things are in Carbon and you know, the Fury's gym and that kind of thing. So really great guest. Thanks again for coming on. Definitely. Oh, thanks, Matt, also for coming on. Thanks to anyone who listened. Um, thanks, thanks, Corley, for not coming on, you lazy shit. How much better was it? Oh, cannot, cannot call it. I'm sorry. No, uh, I mean, it's, it's true. It was it was way better without him. Anyway, on that. When Tom came on, I thought, wait, has Corley got Tom's name? Has Corley come in? Because <laughs> we had such a similar accent. Uh, that's true, true. Yeah, uh, yeah well, I think that's uh, everything. Cheers, Russ. Thanks to anyone who listens, and uh, yeah. Thank you. We'll see you uh, soon. Bye.